We keep hearing the left spout off about how the political right whip up hate and of how extremists and nutters react to that hate in violently unpredictable ways. And look, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But if the left are going to screech about that, then they better make sure they don't do exactly the same thing. Yet they do. In fact, they whip up far more hatred than the right. Primarily against Republicans, Tories, right-wingers and white people. And the consequences are even worse. Yet they ignore this. Indeed, they and their media buddies ensure it gets buried. And this shouldn't be a surprise. We all know what colossal hypocrites the left are. They've been dreadful hypocrites about supposedly stolen elections. They've been massive hypocrites about immigration and about riots and mob violence. The New York Times and Washington Post both screamed that Donald Trump was mentally unfit. Yet they're totally silent about the dreadfully impaired Joe Biden. And we know that if a Trump voter had deliberately killed a Democrat just days after the former president had given a speech screaming hate about his rivals, then it would be the number one story for years and we'd never hear the end of it. Yet when the reverse happens, they are utterly silent. Joe Biden gave a fire and brimstone speech spreading deranged hatred about Republicans. And just days later, Shannon Brandt, a 41-year-old Democrat, deliberately ran over and killed Kayla Ellingston, an 18-year-old Republican. And Brandt admitted that he'd done it following a political dispute. He'd done it because Ellingston was a Republican. And the terrified teenager had been on the phone to his mother to say he was being chased just before Brandt mowed him down. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. For any appraisal of the evidence shows that left-wing violence, inflamed by the relentless shrieking hate of their movement, is rising sharply and spiralling out of all control. Yet both they and the wider media are completely silent about it. When they're not spouting barefaced lies about all the carnage they're provoking. And that happens a lot too. Let's look at just a few more recent cases. The committed Democrat David Jacobonis attacked Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate for New York governor, with a sharpened knuckle duster. And he may have killed him had a few alert bystanders not intervened and wrestled his assailant to the ground. Robert Tellis, a Democratic administrator in Clark County, Las Vegas, has been charged with murdering a journalist who is investigating him. The Las Vegas Review-Journal reporter Jeff German had been working to expose the alleged corruption of Tellis when he was stabbed to death in the street. The Democratic representative's DNA was found at the scene. Chuck Schumer had sneered that Republican judge Brett Kavanaugh had unleashed the whirlwind and would pay the price. Sir Nicholas John Rosk, a 26-year-old Californian radical, attempted to storm his home armed with a Glock pistol, a hammer, zip ties, a screwdriver, 
knife, duct tape and a crowbar. He too was stopped, but another leftist proved more successful. Democrats were outraged at the repeal of Roe v Wade and all the usual suspects made overt and very public threats. It was probably no coincidence that in the wake of all their hateful rhetoric, another left-wing activist, Robert Eugene Cremo III, went on a shooting rampage in Chicago on the 4th of July, making clear his attack was against America itself. Seven people were killed and 25 wounded. Normally, the Democrats would use a case like this to scream about gun control from the rooftops, but on this occasion, they buried the story with indecent haste. Yet they've done worse. When Peyton Gendron went on a shooting rampage in Buffalo, killing ten and wounding three, he left a manifesto. He clearly stated that he was a communist who hated conservatives, capitalism, corporatism and elites. He made clear that he's a radical socialist who supports worker ownership of the means of production. He claimed to be of the authoritarian left and a radical environmentalist. There's nothing right-wing about the guy at all, yet the media unanimously labelled him of the far right. They outright lied by blaming his attack on Tucker Carlson and then Google sought to delete his manifesto by banning it from their search engine. Our liberal elites had performed a similar trick with Patrick Cruzius, who had killed 23 people and injured 23 more in El Paso, Texas. He too had left a manifesto describing himself as a radical environmentalist who was alarmed at population growth. He was also repelled by elites the power of corporations, and the dreadful waste of consumer culture. All markedly left-wing positions. He made abundantly clear that Donald Trump's rhetoric played no part in his attack. So the media and internet giants flagrantly lied again, describing him as an alt-right Donald Trump supporter. Wikipedia still displays flagrant lies about both Cruzius and Gendron, and Cruzius had even predicted all the lies that the media in Silicon Valley would spread about him. And this is why so few people are aware of this epidemic of left-wing violence. The shocking mendacity of our liberal elites. But there's much more. Shortly after the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse, the left whipped up anti-Republican and anti-white hatred again. They painted it as a racist verdict despite the fact that all those involved had been white. Sir Darrell Brooks, a hardline BLM activist, responded by driving his car through a Christmas parade in Waukesha. He killed six people and injured scores more. Quintez Brown, another BLM radical, tried to shoot Craig Greenberg, a Jewish mayoral candidate in Louisville, Kentucky, while Ali Harbi Ali, a hard-left Islamist, was rather more successful. He stabbed the Conservative MP David Amis to death in Southend-on-Sea. The left's racist rhetoric also provoked the Brooklyn shooting spree of Frank James and that of Ezekiel Kelly, 
the 19-year-old black man who went on a rampage against white people in Memphis. He shot four people to death and injured three more. Another black youths quickly began promising more racist violence to come. As for wider leftist violence, there have been far more cases in recent years. In August 2019, Connor Betts, a radical leftist, an admirer of Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders and Antifa, opened fire in Dayton, Ohio. He killed nine people and injured 27 more in just 30 seconds of mayhem. In October 2020, in Denver, Colorado, Matthew Doloft, a Trump-hating far-left activist, shot a Patriot prayer member in the head, killing him instantly. In March 2021, Ahmed Alalawi Alisa killed 10 people at a grocery store in Boldo, Colorado. Ahmed was a Syrian immigrant and a rabid anti-Trumper. In August 2020, Michael Reinol, a far-left Antifa activist, shot Aaron J. Danielson dead in cold blood in a Portland street. Reinol was later killed in a shootout with police. In July 2019, Willem Van Spronsen set out for the Immigration and Customs Facility in Yakoma, Washington. He was armed to the teeth with guns, ammunition and bombs. The far-left radical was also killed in a shootout with police. In the summer of 2017, James T. Hodgkinson, a radical leftist, an admirer of Rachel Maddow and Bernie Sanders, opened fire at a Republican baseball match, shooting five people. The year before that, Mika Zaria Johnson, a supporter of BLM, opened fire at a BLM rally in Dallas. He killed five policemen and wounded nine more, including two civilians. In December 2017, Rodrigo Lanza, a far-left activist and three of his compatriots, took exception to the fact that 55-year-old Victor Lainez was wearing braces in the colours of the Spanish flag. They screamed that he was a fascist and beat him to death with iron bars. In the summer of 2020, the American left openly encouraged violence and rioting. Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, AOC and Maxine Waters urged activists to take to the streets, while Joe Biden, Barack and Michelle Obama and many others brushed off or dismissed the violence. As a result, dozens of people were murdered, thousands of businesses were destroyed and vast quantities of art and history were obliterated. David Dawn, Sicorio Turner, Lorenzo Anderson, Jessica Whittaker, Marie Kelly and Marvin Francois. Just a few more of the victims of the radical left's insatiable thirst for violence and destruction. A mania fed by the alarmist and hate-filled rhetoric of the wider movement by the politicians and media figures who scream endless hate about Republicans, Tories, right-wingers, Trump supporters, white people and conservatives of all stripes, demonising us as racists, fascists, Nazis and white supremacist scum. A cauldron of lies that whips up the mob into a frenzy of hate 
and results in the continual death of innocence. Yet there's never any recognition of this. Never any contrition, regret, remorse or acceptance. They simply bury it and move on. And why should we be surprised? This has been the history of their movement for centuries. Through the 60s, 70s and 80s, it was left-wing terrorism that led the way. The Baden-Meinhof's Red Army faction, the Italian Red Brigades, the IRA, the Black Panthers, the Weather Underground, the Symbionese Liberation Army, Resistance Conspiracy, the May 19th Communist Order, even Charles Manson's sordid family, all came from the left. As did the Tamil Tigers who murdered 70,000 in Sri Lanka, and the Shining Path of Peru who killed 80,000. And the list goes on. Gaddafi, Hussein, Yasser Arafat, Castro, Mengistu, Pol Pot, Stalin, Mao, even Hitler, all were revolutionary left, anti-capitalist despots, spouting the same deranged hate. And before then, the communards and Jacobins did the same. The left have been whipping up hate and killing people for centuries. And their mania has always been based on lies and exaggerated fears driven by bigotry and hate. Yet no lessons have ever been learned. They've never even paused to take stock. And they never will. The left never admit their mistakes. That's why they keep making them. So they're currently wrecking our societies, blaming everyone but themselves, and amping up their murderous rage once more. And they'll continue to deny, to lie, to bury the truth, and to claim that all the real hate lies elsewhere. Centuries of evidence make their animus and derangement undeniable. Yet they still claim to be on the right side of history, and to be full of compassion and tolerance. It's a remarkable story, and if you want the full tale, it's in my books. Two detailed volumes that give the complete lowdown on the malady of the leftist mindset and the horrific consequences that have scarred countless people. Please do check them out and let me know what you think. Thank you.